Welcome, welcome one and all, and thank you for listening to Top of Talk Wrestling, wherever you are in the world today. In today's episode, I'll be reviewing Friday Night Smackdown. We started off Smackdown with a recap from last week. Bianca Belair starts off Smackdown. She cuts a promo to hype herself up. Then as she goes to announce the Street Profits, the Dirty Dogs, Ziggler and Rude interrupt. And they say that Smackdown should start off with the tag champs and not the women's champion. The Street Profits music hits and they say that Bianca should start off Smackdown because she main evented WrestleMania. But as soon as they stop talking, Bailey interrupts, comes down to the ring, laughs in Bianca's face. They both scrap and the match starts the sixth person tag team match. Back from the break, Bianca and Bailey start. Bailey dominates Belair to begin with, with elbows and stomps to Belair. She reverses the left to throw Belair against the ropes and delivers a clothesline. She kicks it out at one. Bailey goes towards the corner, but Belair leaps over her, delivers a drop kick to Bailey. She kicks up and Bailey tags out. Dolph is in and Angelo Dawkins delivers a shoulder tackle. Him and Ford deliver a flatjack to Rude. Ford goes to tie his shoe and Bailey tries to take him out but Belair throws Bailey over the ropes, or through the ropes. Ford jumps then over the ropes with a top rope dive to take out the tag champs. Ziggler thrown back into the ring, but Ford is distracted when Bailey throws Belair into the still steps. He eats a super kick, but Ford rolls out so Dolph couldn't get the pin. Bailey gets a cheap shot on Ford. They isolate him, the dirty dogs that is. Ziggler gets a chokehold on Ford. He breaks free. Ford goes to the corner, is a bit dazed and confused, but Ziggler delivers a splash into the corner. Then Ford delivers a super kick to Dolph, gets a hot tag to Dawkins. He does a spinning jump thing to Rude, delivers another splash to Rude, Bulldog, jumping swing and net breaker, and he gets a two count because Dolph Ziggler interrupts the count. Belair gets Ziggler on his shoulders, he breaks free, and she delivers a KOD on Bailey. Dawkins goes for the splash again, but Rude gets his feet up. Rude then goes for a roll up, but Belair uses a hair whip on the back of Rude. Dawkins tugs him forward. He delivers the frog splash and gets the 1-2-3. Now, this was quite a good match. It started off a bit slow, and then it really picked up at a fast pace. There wasn't really any need for a chokehold on Ford, to be honest. It could have done without that. That tried to break things down, and it did hurt the match a little bit in terms of its pacing. But there, showing her strength, picking up Dolph, looked like she was going to do the KOD on him, which would have been quite interesting. <laughs> but there could be a tease for a future male participant later down the line. Who knows? I mean... When she did that obstacle course thing with Bailey earlier on in the year, she was carrying Otis on her back. So she's got a lot of strength behind her, and in all honesty, she probably could, you know she could we could have another intergender match at some point. Probably not straight away. It's probably going to be a while yet. You know, there's nothing new that WWE. I've had um, intergender matches before. I think was it China and Jeff Jarrett? I think was one of them. And China and Eddie Guerrero. I think they also had another one at one stage. So it's not nothing new, and it could happen, but I think that is much further down the line at the minute. Ford got a really big height on the frog splash. He delivered it off the, the springboard move off the top rope. And as he delivers the the frog splash, he sort of bounced off him a little bit, like went over. If you imagine it sort of jumping from the top rope, bounced on him, went over, and then he sort of managed to get on top of him to, to get the pinfall. And I got to say, I really like them as a tag team. I think they could be up there with the likes of the Dudley Boys, Asian Christian, New Day, Usos, etc. But that's if they keep them as a tag team. I think when we get the draft, which I'm not quite sure what date that is, but it will happen. It always happens every year. I think when they do have the draft, they'll split the tag team up. 
or or they'll move away from Bel Air so she stays on SmackDown and the Street Profits go back to Raw or in some way shape or form that the three of them Angelo Dawkins and Bel Air won't be on the same show after the draft and it'll be an interesting story as well because if if it's Ford and Bel Air that are on different ones because you know they're married in real life and they keep talking about that on the commentary that could be a thing where they could have a storyline in which Know, he's a bit down about it. How is Belair gonna cope not having the support there? She's got to go by herself and beat everybody in the women's division. I think it'd be quite an interesting storyline. Okay, so we go backstage now, and Kayla Braxton is joined by Daniel Bryan, and she says, "What's at stake tonight?" And Bryan says he's not worried. He's not worried about the match later. He says that Roman should be the one who's worried. Uh, he said that should he win, Bryan says the title tonight. He said he'll go on to get the fir- give the first shot to Cesaro. Then afterwards we get a promo slash video package of several ones backstage saying he thinks that Roman will win and that Brian doesn't stand a chance. He then changes his mind because he reminds himself that he has history with Roman and then says Brian will win but Cesaro won't get his first shot as long as he has anything to do with it. We then get another backstage segment, this time with uh, Nia Jax and Reginald and Shayna Baszler. They're interrupted by Megan, a, a new backstage correspondent but they're interrupted by Talia and Tamina. They throw in, they throw them into some piping on the wall, which is very strange, but they make the most noise, so it's designed to sound hurtful, but really they just fall over. And that just hypes up the match. Next up we have a tag team match, Natalia and Tamina versus Nia and Shayna. Uh, Nia gets a kick to the back of the head by Tamina. She goes for a splash early, but Nia gets her knees up. She tags in Shayna, who delivers a knee to the head, and gets a two count. She then delivers knees to Tamina's face, and then Nia splashes Tamina in the corner and gets a one count. Tamina goes to pick her up, but Nia falls on Tamina. Shayna tags in, getting the standing armbar on Tamina, but reverses it into a slam. She gets the hot tag to Natalia. Nia's on the apron for Shayna. Natalia delivers a discus clothesline to Shayna, then delivers a German suplex, but gets a two count. Natalia goes for the sharpshooter, gets reversed, and Nia tags in. Nia runs towards the corner where Natalia is, but misses her, and Natalia gets the tag to Tamina. She goes to the top rope, but is up there for a while while Natalia puts Reginald in the sharpshooter. Shayna gets a clutch on Natalia. Nia delivers a headbutt. Uh, Tamina's on the top rope, gives a headbutt to Baszler. Tamina then delivers a superfly splash and gets a 1 2 3 for the win. After this tag team match, I think it's going to be I think there's good there's gonna be a, a tag team title match, probably WrestleMania backlash between Natalia and Tamina versus Nia and Shayna. They did pin the champions, so realistically that should mean that they are going to face each other at the next pay per view for the titles. And I think they could do it. I think Natalia and Tamina probably would get the win if they did go to a tag team title match. Because I think it's time to break up this Nia and Shayna tag team. Shayna's better as a singles competitor than she is a tag team. And it will be so much better to do it that way. Then we get another person, Booker T this time, and gives his thoughts on the tarmac, and he just says that Roman will win. We then get another one, this time with Shinsuke Nakamura, and he says he'll be waiting for Roman, so I assume he's picking Roman. Backstage, Kayla Braxton interviews at Mysterios, who says that it'll be great to be the first fathers and tag team champions, and that's pretty much it. Then we get another promo, this time with Alistair Black, who now says it's chapter two. And he mainly talks about him being different and that we are being led to believe lies about 
going to college and getting a degree and a house with a white picket fence says that he could give you the keys to escape but he won't and he just thumbs the book and that's it so not quite sure what to make of this but at least he's on TV I suppose they'll bring him back in some sort of capacity I don't know if he's signaling anyone out in particular could be We're not quite sure who at the moment we then get a video package of Apollo Crews on a Big E match at WrestleMania. Then backstage with Big E in gorilla position. He says that he's going to get his baby back, that's the IC title. And this will be the final time that they face each other, which usually means there's no title change. Apollo and Commander Aziz are then shown backstage just chatting whilst the commentators hype up the match. And we head to the IC title match, Apollo versus Big E. So it starts with a elbow tie up into the corner. Apollo is on the apron, Big E does a splash, he gets the cover but kicks out of two. Apollo bounces Big E onto the top rope, Cruz with a suplex onto Big E to the mat outside, we go to break. Back from the break, Apollo whipped into the corner and he delivers a kick to Big E. Apollo jumps to the top rope, Big E catches him and throws him. Big E goes to the apron and Apollo kicks him, followed then by a backflip off the apron to Big E. He goes to the top of the rope, B moves, he delivers a belly to belly, then a big splash, but gets a two count. Apollo kicks Biggie in the face, um, out of nowhere, he gets a two count. He gets on top of Biggie, lays punches on him, Apollo then whips him. Biggie delivers a Uranagi for a near fall. Apollo drops Biggie on the outside of the ring. Apollo on the top rope delivers a splash and gets another two count. Biggie then rolls up him and gets a two count again and delivers the big ending. Aziz then pulls out Biggie as he's pinning him for the count and he throws him into the corner and Biggie wins by disqualification. But obviously he doesn't get the title. But as Aziz goes to Apollo's aid, Kevin Owens runs down, beats on him but is overpowered, then gets thrown into the corner and from out of nowhere Sami Zayn delivers the huluba kick to Owens in the corner. Sammy picks up the IC title and he stares in it and he looks at it for a while. But since that was a title he was he lost and he clearly wants it back. But as he turns around, Polo and Aziz are there staring at him. Sammy Zane tries to calm things down and hands the title to Apollo. Sammy raises Apollo's arm, but then Atiz then delivers the nail to Sammy, taking him out. Maybe this feud is gonna continue, but it looks like we're gonna have Owens, Zane, Apollo, and Big E, probably in a fatal four-way for the IC title at WrestleMania Backlash. Or we have, I hope they don't go and have Big E and Apollo again. And then Sami Zayn and Owens is like a number one contenders match. That would be a bit silly, but I'd rather have them all four of them in the ring at the same time. That would probably make more sense. But it'd be interesting to see what happens next week. We then get another Who Will Win promo, this time it's The Miz. Clearly he's going to say Roman, because it's the history with Brian. And then we have another one, Cesaro this time gives his input. He thinks Daniel Bryan will win, and he will beat Bryan for the title. And then he accepts Seth's challenge for next week. I didn't hear Seth challenge Cesaro in his early promo. Either way, he accepts his challenge, and it's set for next week. He's going to have Cesaro versus Rollins on Raw. We then get a promo package last week, and then Kayla Braxton interviews Paul Heyman who interrupts her, and he puts over Daniel Bryan. 
saying everything that he has accomplished within WWE, even mentioned NXT and the career-ending injury to his return. With everything that he says, that he praises him for, he says yes. Which is obviously Daniel Bryan's gimmick. But then when he says, will he beat Roman, Heyman says no. Because he won't survive the onslaught of the tribal chief and walks off. We then get a promo package of Daniel Bryan's 2014 WrestleMania win. Followed then by Corbin again giving his input. And of course he picks Roman Reigns. We then get the confirmation of Rollins versus Cesaro next week on SmackDown. So it's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan next. And Roman has new music. He's got rid of the dead and dead and music. I don't know how I feel like that. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. They've done the new music now. I would have thought they would have done that music when he first had this gimmick of being the tribal chief and head of the table. That would have made more sense doing it then. So the fact that he's done it now is a bit strange. I feel strange in the timing of it all. But anyway, the match starts off with Daniel Bryan running drop kick to Roman into the corner, and then there's the chest kicks. And Roman slaps the taste out of his mouth to knock him down. Roman delivers a shoulder tackle after having Brian in a headlock. Brian gets him down for the yes lock, but Roman rolls out. Brian then, with a kick to Roman to the barricade, Brian does a jumping running knee off the apron, and we go to break. Back from the break, Brian has Roman in the centre of the ring. He gets up Brian, kicks Roman into the corner. He does two running knees to Roman, but as he does the third one, Roman comes out the corner and clotheslines him. He gets a two count. Roman then stumps on Brian, delivers a headbutt, then a suplex to Brian for a two count. Roman gets Brian in a headlock. He tries to fight he tries to fight out of it, but Roman knocks him down. Brian's in the corner, reigns with the Irish whip to the corner. Brian then runs up the turnbuckle, jumps over him, but Roman elbows Brian to knock him down. Roman then hits Brian and Brian hits back again. He delivers a drop toe hole to Roman, who eats a turnbuckle. Brian then, with a couple of kicks to Roman, he sets up Roman on top of the rope. Brian with a couple of kicks to Roman and sets Roman up on the top rope. He goes for a hurricanrana, but Roman turns it into a powerbomb, and he gets a two count. We go to break. Back from break, Roman is beating on Brian on the barricade. He throws him into the ring again, but Brian kicks out. He delivers knees to Brian as they go into the corner. Brian's then on the top rope. Roman joins him, but Brian gets out and pushes Roman onto the turnbuckle. Brian gets up and does a back suplex on Roman. Brian goes for the cover and only gets a two count. Brian delivers five yes kicks. Roman then counters one of them with a Samoa drop. He kicks out at two. With Roman into the corner, he goes for the Superman punch, but Brian kicks the arm. He keeps kicking him, and Brian goes for a standing arm attack and throws Roman outside the ring. Roman then delivers a suplex to Brian. He then goes to spare Brian, but ends up through the barricade. We go to break. After the break, Brian delivers a diving headbutt to Roman. Brian gears up for the running knee, but Roman counters it for a Superman punch. He pins Brian, but gets a two count. Roman, holding his right arm as he's in pain, goes for a spear to Brian, but he counters it with a roll-up and kicks out. Brian delivers a running knee, covers him, but Roman puts his foot on the rip at the last second. Brian then delivers stomps to Roman, goes for the armbar into the yes lock in the middle of the ring. Roman rolls onto Brian to counter, gets a two count. Roman then with a spear to Brian again, but this time he kicks out again at two. Roman gets Brian up for the guillotine. Brian 
slips out and into the armbar to Roman. Brian pulls his arm. He gets into the S-lock. Roman can't make it to the ropes. As he reaches, Brian grabs his arm. They roll over and Brian gets the S-lock in again to Roman right in the centre of the ring. Roman powers out and pounds on Brian. Picks up Brian for a powerbomb. Reigns holding his arm goes back to Brian and continues to beat down him. Roman then delivers another powerbomb to Brian. Reigns picks up Brian, puts him in the guillotine, but this time he uses his other arm instead of the one Brian has been targeting. He squeezes hard onto Brian, and Daniel Bryan passes out. Roman Reigns retains, and Brian is gone. From SmackDown. Roman gets a couple of chairs, slides them into the ring. Cesaro's music hits, delivers the uppercuts to Roman on the outside. Jey Uso then comes to the Roman's aid, superkicks Cesaro, throws Cesaro into the ring, and Jey Uso gets a hold of him. He ties him into the ropes, and Roman delivers a concerto to Brian as he's lying in the ring. Roman is then standing tall with his universal title out above his head as Cesaro is shouting to Brian to get up as SmackDown goes off the air. It was quite a good match actually. I think it's one of the better matches that have been on SmackDown. As for what happens next, I think Daniel Bryan's going to go away for a while. He says he's banished from SmackDown, so that means he could always turn up on Raw or NXT, but I don't think he'll turn up on NXT to be fair. I think that's him gone to at least the draft because they can just he'll be a free agent so he can just get drafted to Raw or just turn up at Raw or maybe they just won't mention him at all whatsoever and in fact what will happen is that they'll wait until something like Survivor Series where during Survivor Series if let's say Team Raw need a missing need one more member then Brian can come and join Team Raw providing of course that Roman is like the leader of the of the Smackdown team and then you can still continue that sort of feud as it were but obviously I know that when it comes to the Survivor Series they like to have champion versus champion. So that would be quite interesting to see what happens with that. Or he just goes away and he doesn't return until the Rumble. He makes his return at the Royal Rumble. He then actually wins it, which he was going to do this year, but because of Covid of course. And he wins that and then he goes and faces Roman again at WrestleMania. I think that's a more likely scenario. Unless of course his contract's up and then he is free to go wherever he wants to go. But I think he will return, but he'll go to the Raw brand. Because he's banished from SmackDown. But we've had it before, like, John Cena's been fired so many times that he's turned up the following week on WWE TV when he's supposed to be fired. It's it's just something they add to this sort of storyline. And that Cesaro pretty much has nobody, I think, is what they're trying to do next. But it's obvious that Roman and Cesaro are going to face each other at WrestleMania Backlash. But I think for next week, I think Rollins and... Cesaro will face off in a number one contender match next week. I think they'll make that. They made the match, but they haven't made the stipulation. So that's where I think they're going with it. I think Brian's gone from TV for quite a while. If this is his last match for WWE, it's not a bad match, really. Not a bad match to go out on. Because he didn't submit. He didn't get pinned. He just passed out. But that's what I think, anyway. What do you think? Let me know at TopicTalkW on Twitter. Wherever you're listening to this, thank you for listening to it. Don't know how to end these things. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Anyway, thanks very much for listening and see you again soon. Oh, and please like, share, and subscribe this as well. Thank you. See ya. Bye.